This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Good morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto, the CEO of Collecti Lab, Selman G, is in the building. And our good friend, Mario, also known as the Node Defender, is joining us today. So I am very excited for this episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how Elon is creating a competitor to China's WeChat, eventually allowing users to integrate payments into social media. We discuss what this historic move could do for the crypto sector. SEC Commissioner Hester Pierce is the latest government employee to criticize Gary Gensler, stating the SEC's regulation by enforcement could be devastating for the industry. Coinbase has filed in support of Ripple in their ongoing battle against the SEC, just three days after the Blockchain Association decided to get involved. We show our listeners some insight into the secret meetings that took place behind the scenes with JP Morgan. David Schwartz and Brad Garlinghouse are becoming more outspoken than ever during their ongoing lawsuit. We discuss why this may be the case reminding our listeners what happens when a powerful company is sued by the SEC. India's central bank digital currency is live starting today as Kevin O'Leary is telling crypto investors to prepare for January of 2023, giving our listeners some insight into the bull run of a lifetime. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So we got 111 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Happy November, Johnny K. October's historically green and November is historically red. We've got some positive news for our listeners out there. How you feeling, my friend? I'm feeling good. You know what the saying goes, right? What is it? Remember, remember the 5th of November or something like that. But anyway, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's really been a, uh, it's really been like a bloody year, <clears throat> a bloody year in general. So we'll see what happens. But I just want to say good morning everybody we got selman and mario good to see you guys and to all the warrior maniacs out there good morning hopefully everybody's doing well awesome thank you johnny and we're going to selman g this morning i'm seeing in the live chat they're talking about hbar we have some pretty exciting news for our hbar holders out there we're going to draw a connection to over 50 billion dollars that could be entering this ecosystem but before we get into that we got selman g in the building selman thank you for being here and how you feeling my friend Thank you so much, man. We got great news updates and happy XLS20 to all of you guys. Last last night, we've been waiting and counting down on Twitter and in Twitter spaces. It was so much fun. David Schwartz joined as well. And guys, it's just a, the beginning, right? A new chapter for the community. Uh, finally, you can mint NFTs on the XRP ledger. This is, this is insane, and we're going to talk about it too, uh, for sure. It's a historic day, my friends, and we got the Node Defender joining us. Mario, thank you for being here. I'm always excited to see you. And how are you feeling this morning, my friend? What's on your mind? I'm feeling awesome, man. I'm really excited to be here. Good morning, everyone. Good morning to all, all the warrior maniacs out there. Uh, Johnny said, it's been a bloody year and reminded me of, of my times in the UK. It's a bloody year, mate. 
So it's been great. <laughs> Let's get this going. Awesome, guys. And we're going to get this show started the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. You get access to every single member of our team. Go smash that follow button. We love talking to you. The Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index is still in moderate fear this morning. Hasn't changed much since yesterday, sitting at a 30. But let's dive into some of the daily movers and see what's taking place. So we've got Dogecoin up 13% on the day and XCN is up about 14%. The market overall is looking fairly red, but we're going to dive into the total coin market cap because we've got, we are sitting over $1 trillion at $1 trillion flat this morning. Bitcoin is 40% dominance. Ethereum is 19%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at 20,400. Ethereum is 1,500. XRP is 45 cents. Cardano is 40 cents. But we're going to skip past all this and get into some of the exciting news for today, Johnny Crypto, because this, I think, is a good theme for our episode. Shout out to our good friend, Mark Yusko. He put out this tweet from Gandhi this morning saying, first, they ignore you. Then they laugh at you. Then they fight you, SEC. And then you win, Johnny Crypto. This is a great theme for our episode. What do you think about this Gandhi clip before we dive into our episode? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because somebody said the other day, like, oh, Johnny messed it up. He got it wrong. Well, there it is. That's what, pretty much what I said. <laughs> it's right there. Yusko's been saying it all along. He's just, you know, we know he's repeating Gandhi, or I don't even know if Gandhi said it, but the reality is that's kind of what we're at, and that's where we are right now. That's 100% correct. We're in the fight you stage, and I know there's uh, count, there's belief out there that abs, we're going to be in this stage until like 2027 is what, you know, what, what Yusko thinks. You know, and I'm going to go by more what he, <laughs> I ain't going to go, I'm not going to challenge Jusko if, if he thinks that there's a reason, but I do believe it will be a fight, an uphill battle. You know, we're in the very beginning of this, but once we get through that battle and they get to that fourth stage, oh baby, that fourth stage is going to be a beauty. That's when you start seeing everything go like this and everybody's happy and everybody who invested long-term, who, who was patient enough to hold on because it's going to be a bumpy ride. Better put that seatbelt on. Better buckle up because this whole bitch is going to be busy, bumpy. But when we get through that stage, it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to be joy, very joyous, very joyful. Johnny, it's an exciting time to get involved in this market. And sometimes I feel like a broken record, but I do want to remind our listeners, if you're talking about the internet adoption curve currently for crypto, it is 1997. And Selman, I'd love yes. to show this price chart to our listeners because everybody was anticipating that next leg down. Even some of the largest channels on the internet, BitBoy, Kevin Cage, a lot of these big channels were anticipating we'd see a twelve dollars to $13,000 Bitcoin. Well, it doesn't look like the price chart is showing that. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts, Selman. What are you anticipating from the Bitcoin price chart? And how do you feel about how far we've regressed so far? Typically, we've completed this, this bear market cycle. So guys, as you know, tomorrow, the big day of the month, FOMC meeting, right? We're going to see if they're going to go for 75 basis points. The stock market has rallied pretty well. This in October was pretty good. Historically, a very bullish month. However, Bitcoin really didn't. It didn't reflect on Bitcoin. We've seen a little pump. Yes, um, even though it was like promising, momentum has been strong. The problem was or is we have a double top right now, and it looks risky. If we lose twenty thousand as support based on technical analysis, we could really go down. And FOMC is currently the main, you know, focus. Everybody's scared. If we see some great numbers, if we see that and the projection that they're going to uh, release soon, uh, whether or not they're going for um, or were they anticipating if they're going to go for higher rate hikes, um, then, of course, that's going to reflect negatively. But if it looks like they're going to pivot soon um, based on their projection, um then yes, we could really see a nice rally. But keep in mind, stock market is currently at a big resistance zone. We've seen a nice rally. We could see a pullback. Is it going to be a higher low on the macro? That is the question. If so, then Bitcoin can pump. If not, if stock market is doomed to go down end of this year, then Bitcoin will be dragged down. Everyone's bearish right now. Everybody was uh, is thinking of 10K. And I know, Mario, we both said, if everybody thinks 10K, probably we're going to go up. So let's find out. The stock market will determine after the FOMC meeting. Mario, and I heard some pretty interesting news from JP Morgan yesterday. They told investors that if the Fed only raises rates by 50 basis points, they're expecting a 10% pump in the stock market. So it really goes to speak to what someone said. Whatever the Fed decides, that's what's going to move the market. We get 167 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're going to talk about how Coinbase has just filed in support of Ripple against the SEC. But before we do that, we're going to dive into some social media news as FTX is now allowing users to send cryptocurrency via email 
and phone number, Mario. This is pretty devastating news because we know they're high on the Rat Snake Weasel Index, but it looks like they have a great product. So what do you think about FTX advancements here? And would you ever use this exchange? Because we don't really trust Sam Bankman-Fried. Yeah, I wouldn't. And, and actually, um, I do have an account with them because I used to. I, I'm a user of the Blockfolio tracking app. Not for long because I'm going to be converting over to Merlin as soon as it's out. But um, until something better comes along, obviously I, I I'm still using it. But I, I plan to close that. I've never used the FTS, FTX exchange. I do think that there's other exchanges out there that do offer this ability to send through, and I believe it might be Crypto.com. Uh, but I could be wrong. But I, I don't think that's innovative at all. I think there's already other exchanges doing it. But just for me personally, I don't intend to use FTX just because of all the things that we've been talking about recently. Johnny, of course, we're going to dive into that Ripple XRP news. But the Binance CEO is also saying that Twitter should support multiple cryptocurrencies. And anybody who was watching the market this weekend saw that Dogecoin got a pretty large pump based off the news that Elon Musk was going to be purchasing Twitter. We're about to show you a video now of Elon Musk updating his listeners on some of the plans he has for Twitter, not only integrating payments, but creating a competitor to China's WeChat. We're going to let this short clip play and get comments from the group. Here we go. WeChat. I think that's WeChat's actually a good model. Um, if you're in China, it's basically you kind of live on WeChat. It does everything. Um, it's sort of like Twitter plus PayPal plus a whole bunch of other things. And All Rollings One was actually a great interface. And it's, it's really an excellent app. And we don't have anything like that um, outside of China. Yep. So uh, I think it, such, a, such an app um, would be really uh, useful. Um, and just like the utility of, of it, uh, of, of, of sort of a, a spam-free thing where you could you can make comments, you can post videos, you can, uh, you know, I think it's important for content creators to have a revenue share. Um, now, now this this does not need to be done on Twitter. It could be done from something that's created from scratch. So it could be something new. Um, so really, but, but I think this thing needs to exist. Whether it is uh, converting Twitter to uh, be the, the sort of like kind of all-encompassing app that, that, that like I said, everything from Digital Town Square were important. Like Johnny, I think that's a good place to stop this video and highlight the, what he's pointing out here. One of the reasons we haven't had, in my personal belief, an application that integrates not only social media and payments is because we don't really trust the tech monopoly. Who wants to include your finances and give them over to people who are running Twitter and running Apple and running Instagram? I'd love to hear some of your thoughts about Elon Musk's ambitious goals here. He's accomplished historic things in the past. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he was able to accomplish a competitor to WeChat. Oh, pe people, no, people absolutely will do it. People are lazy. People are very lazy. They don't want, they if they can have everything in one spot. I've been to China, um, and I've seen we WeChat out there. In fact, I had to use it because everybody else and their mother use it. And um, it's 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 it's, a, it's like their lifeblood. They're using their phones and their WeChat, and they're paying bills on WeChat, talking on WeChat, calling on WeChat. WeChat's everything. The problem is there was a big privacy issue with WeChat. That's the big issue that I think every any any app is going to have to solve for. But it wouldn't be surprising to me if he's mentioning and talking about this, that he's not planning on maybe retrofitting or upgrading Twitter to do something similar, even though he says, you know, it doesn't have to be. Who knows, you know, where, where he's going to bring it. It would make total sense because Twitter has a huge following. So, you know, you don't have to start from scratch. So I wouldn't be surprised if he moves Twitter in that space. All I'm hoping for is this guy said he was going to freaking bring the edit button. And damn it, I had to freaking delete two more tweets. So please bring the damn edit button, Elon. I hope you're listening. We all want the edit button. Selman, I'd love to hear from you. People often talk about and criticize what's happening in China. Yet as an American, we typically have our, find ourselves needing to compete with them. China has a great product in WeChat and Elon's trying to create an American version. Obviously, you're not an American citizen, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Do you think Elon will be able to accomplish creating a competitor to WeChat? Um, we know that they are cooperating with um, Binance, right? They invested $500 million into acquiring uh, Twitter. So that's a big deal. And Binance immediately um, announced that they're uh, actually building a team, um, which is going to, um, you know, design a strategy and implement crypto. So this is basically the, the beginning. Of course, it's not going to happen immediately. We're, it's going to take time. But as Johnny said, people want it very simple. This is why Apple is just, 
you know, dominating the market because their product is very simple to use. Everyone wants it to be super simple. It's us, like the the nerds that want to have the private keys, want to do MetaMask and this. Trust me, MetaMask and all of that stuff, it's just too complicated. And that's just uh, going to change uh, once we have that all-in-one app. And uh, looks like, uh, you know, he's a very smart guy, very successful also. And I do believe within a year or two, we will see massive changes. Of course, development will take time so I, I i would say in two years we might see the first prototype or you know a great update coming uh for twitter thank you someone i'd love to get some quick remarks from mario mario we are about to show our listeners a live update from not only the ripple xrp lawsuit but every single company or institution that has filed in support of ripple so we got some pretty exciting news but i'd love to hear your thoughts what do you think about elon eventually including payments into twitter yeah, oh, I, I think that's one hundred percent coming. He's been he's been he's been giving a lot of hints out, and uh, for, you know I'm sh- pretty sure everybody knows that he's one of the founders of PayPal. It used to actually be called X, and the domain X I was reading on that, and the domain X.com was what was before basically PayPal. It eventually then got bought up by eBay. He was able to get the domain back from PayPal, and he's been putting comments on on a lot of Twitter um, Twitter uh, posts just basically hinting at something that's about to come out. And he said the X app, which he wants it to be the everything app, as you just saw in the video, you know, he wants it to be a little bit like WeChat. So I think that payments 100%, um, it's all about the ecosystem. When Solomon was talking about Apple, you know, what makes Apple great, it's the ecosystem that they've built, you know, that software together with the hardware and the experience that the users have. That's why people want to have a MacBook together with an iPad, together with an iPhone, so that everything works together in that ecosystem and i think that that's what blockchain and crypto uh kind of needs at the moment it's just that ecosystem friendliness like johnny crypto said it has to be easy to use that's going to drive adoption like crazy thank you mario and we're about to dive into some xrp news here as we have nfts going live on the xrpl and of course we want to hear from selman g here because he actually decided to launch his project away from Ethereum and onto the XRPL. So how do you feel about the minting officially going live today? And what do you think this can do for the entire blockchain, Selman? We're going to show some tweets from David Schwartz on that exact topic. This is a very important moment for the community. Like XRPL has brought, you know, many different use cases, many great updates, but this one is the biggest in my opinion, because finally the community has something to say, right? Through NFTs, we can do a lot of things. So a lot of communities have been waiting for, uh, like for about 12 months now and the funny thing is if you check out like cardano even is it under like the top three or top four blockchain for nfts based on trade volume etc it's insane so we're waiting for that kind of volume and that hype to come to xrpl as well so it's going to be a massive platform and what we love about the ledger is basically the simplicity and you know carbon friendliness so it's very, very interesting uh, for future institutions and creators to, you know, who want to do something eco-friendly. This is the right way, right? And we have the XRP Army, of course, the best community in the world because we've been through a big storm, right? Many storms, and we're still here standing. This is why I believe XRPL uh, or X with the XLS20 update, things going to be wild. Um, and so we decided to do that. And of course, the 3T Warrior Academy is going to launch their NFT project here as well. Um, so I'm super excited that Collecti is going to be incubating that. And uh, yeah, I would say turn on notifications and wait for more updates. Mario, and check this out. We know we got smart contracts coming to the XRPL with the launch of Flare Network, but David Schwartz is just as excited about the NFT revolution happening on the XRPL. I'd love to read this tweet for our listeners. David tweeted out last night, thanks to the collective effort of the XRPL community and the Ripple developers, XLS20 is now enabled on the XRPL mainnet and new features of NFTs have already been minted. The tokenization is not new to the XRPL, but it presents a key milestone for developers and creators to tokenize any asset and build innovative Web3 projects with utility. Mario, did he just say the floodgates are opening? I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. Yeah, the floodgates are opening. And we know that tokenization is a really big key part to our future. You know, the tokenization of everything. Anything can be tokenized. You know, Johnny Crypto sayings can be tokenized. Uh, so, you know, the RSW could be tokenized. And the fact that the XRPL is open that, it, it's huge. I did see some comments as well about how the XRPL began as, as uh, like, focusing on payments. 
And now they're starting to deviate from that. And I did see a response back from, from David Schwartz just basically saying, hey, look, plans change, things change. And uh, we believe that this is an and kind of event and not an or. So that's pretty, pretty exciting. Very exciting. And we got 222 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We are yet to get into the most exciting news of today, which is, of course, Coinbase's support of Ripple against the SEC. But Johnny Crypto, I'd love to get an update from you. We got XRP. We got NFTs going live on the XRPL and David Schwartz talking about the tokenization of everything. What are you anticipating, my friend? Uh, abs, I think the ladies are going to be excited because now you can tokenize your tank top. They'll be able to buy a piece of Abs's tank top and his socks and everything else. Because, uh, you know, who, who doesn't want the tank top of the greatest host in the world? But, no, this is going to be huge at the end of the day, as Mario said. And we've been talking about this for a while. This is why I want to own the types of, of, of platforms that will allow you to tokenize because that's where the real money is going to be made. I don't want to be the idiot buying the tokens. I want to be the guy who owns the rails, right? That's where that's where the real money is. So this is exciting. I mean, you already see companies like Proppy trying to do something like this, right? To, uh, well, they're working on that, tokenizing it, but taking a lot of this thing to a digital place. But yeah, it's really exciting. I mean, tokenization is going to be, that's going to be, that is the future. And with Flare Network launching, we're going to have massive DeFi ah. protocols coming to the XRPL. Johnny, I want to remind you. Flare. What's Flare? Wait, I was Flare. just about to say, supposedly, we're going to get our airdrop between October 24th and January 9th of this year. Do wow. not. Could they make not. the window any bigger? You know why they made it so big? <laughs> Let's make it so big so you can't miss the damn thing. <laughs> you crack it up, Johnny. Don't hold your breath on that airdrop, but oh, it is something that we're going to be covering on this channel. Let's give you a more important update here as a SEC commissioner, Hester Pierce, says the agency's current, the current approach to regulating crypto is just a not good way of regulating. So for years, the federal agency has per been pursuing a sporadic enforcement actions against individual cryptocurrency companies, offering little in terms of a coherent regulatory policy that crypto projects could look for guidance. SEC Commissioner Hester Pierce believes her agency is treating crypto unlike any other sector with an aggressive approach that deviates from how the agency typically regulates. Crypto is being, tr being treated differently, Hester Pierce told Decrypt. What drove this initially was the feeling that crypto probably wouldn't stick around. What changed is that now investors, we have to put resources towards developing this technology and understanding this is here to stay. People are talking about regulation and we're going to the public. That's a very healthy conversation. There's not much that's healthy about the SEC interacting with cryptocurrency companies thus far, bringing in lawsuits one at a time, not to collaborate on policy, but to dictate the terms of particular enforcement. I couldn't agree with this more, but it's so telling that while the SEC is in a lawsuit against one of the largest companies on the planet, they have their own employees speaking out against the enforcement actions. We're going to get comments from every member of our group, but let's start with Johnny Crypto. Johnny, what do you think about Hester Pierce speaking out against her own agency? I mean, I have been saying from day one, I love Crypto Mom. I'm so happy for her. You know, everybody should send love and high vibrations to her because I don't know how she gets to keep her job. Most people, when you bash your boss, you usually don't get to keep your job. So I don't know what's going on there, but good for her. Kudos to her. Love her. Totally agree with her 100% that the way you, you handle this industry is you welcome it in. You set, you let Congress, you know, you work with the public, you work with the agencies, you work with the, the folks who know, you know, you work with the technology companies, you work with everybody who understands this industry, and you then work to put the right things in place rather than, yeah, exactly, Carson, going with the, you know, rather than going the, the rat snake weasel approach, just like, we're going to just sue everybody. I mean, that's just, that's how you're going to hinder. That's how you're going to slow it all down. And, and you see it, right? It's happening to it's happening to uh, Ripple. And everybody else is, is, is a bit hesitant in the U.S. because of what's going on with Ripple. So the reality is, yeah, we do need to see this change. And Crypto Mom, kudos to her. I love you. Appreciate you. It's so great to see her stand up and say what she believes, even though it could cost her her job. Selman, I'm coming to you for some more comments, but first I'd love to read a couple of quotes for our listeners. She said, nobody else is in the room during these meetings with the SEC. The customers aren't in the room, the competitors aren't in the room, and it's just not a good way of regulating. He also made a point of responding to criticism of his cryptocurrency policies, and we're talking about Gary Gensler here, by putting the, honest, the onus on cryptocurrency companies, encouraging them to come in and talk to Gary Gensler if they're unhappy about his regulation. 
Well, here's what's pretty cool. Mark Cuban took the time to respond and slammed Gary Gensler, criticizing him for those statements, stating, come in and talk to who? Set up an appointment. How? Do you use current? Do you currently use calendar these days, Gary Gensler? Because Mark Cuban, he's looking to get a meeting. Selman, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. Hester Pierce and Mark Cuban criticizing the SEC. This is great for Ripple. Yeah, so the whole world is laughing, right? Because at least, you know, we see regulation is coming in the European uh, zone. Yes, uh, so there is new crypto laws coming, but the law was out there. It wasn't really clear, but still you had so much freedom to really start your project. And then um, if they come up with a new regulation, of course, that's not, um, that's o- only going to affect you from day one of that, not the past. And it's just weird that in in the US, you don't really know, like no one knows the law. And they, what they do is instead of providing clarity, they use enforcement to show you this is the law. And Hester basically, you know, she basically says uh, it should be the opposite, right? First, the law comes and then you can use enforcement in case they uh, don't uh, cooperate with you. Um, And so it's just, it's just a big statement for the US citizens. Guys, your um, your government need to get their shit together. It is very important because the whole world is uh, evolving, getting better and improving, bringing regulation. And she said they have the, the resources to do that, but they simply don't do it. No one knows why. And so this is why Mark Cuban as a billionaire, of course, a very successful guy when he's criticizing, we should definitely pay attention to this. So, cause, um, you know, something's not going right. And I do believe, you know, Ripple is therefore a great example, a big leader here. And um, sooner or later, the judge will also probably most likely decide, okay, uh, SEC, you lost the case. Doesn't matter if Ripple, you know, uh, if this happened or that doesn't matter, you guys need to get your shit together. That might be the case. So um, we're just waiting for Q1 2023. We'll see. This is a really interesting time to be getting involved in this market. And Kevin O'Leary is going to show us some details about how January of 2023 could be a historic time for cryptocurrency. We got 248 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to show you how Coinbase is not only supporting Ripple, but JP Morgan is indirectly involved. But first, we're going to get some comments from Mario. And Mario, what caught my attention about this article is she said the SEC initially had a feeling that crypto would not be here to stay. This is really interesting, and I'd love to hear some of your thoughts before we dive into the Coinbase news. Yeah, well, to me, it feels like we're witnessing like a stand-up comedy show. I mean, it's just, in my mind, I can't conceive like what's happening between, you know, Gary Gensler and yesterday he's he's putting out a tweet where he's congratulating the 14 years of the Bitcoin white paper. And it's it's so hypocritical of him to... In one side, it feels like he's stifling the innovation. On the other side, he's congratulating the uh, the space, and it's it's so confusing. I can't help but think that this is a show, and they're putting on the show. The other thing that I was thinking about is when this lawsuit happened two years ago or coming up two years ago, we didn't see any other regulation agency around the world follow suit. Like nobody. No other country said, we agree with what the SEC is doing, and we're going to do the same. No other country. Literally only the United it was, States. It was actually the complete opposite, which is so funny. Right. Like Singapore and UAE came out and said, we actually support XRP being a cryptocurrency. Yeah. And we'll show the details later in the show. Yeah. And, and now we're starting to see a whole bunch of companies. And that's the part that kind of frustrates me. It's, yeah, I know we're going to talk about the whole Coinbase thing. But, you know, Coinbase is the first to say we're delisting XRP. We know that there's a bit of bad blood between uh, Coinbase and Ripple. Now they're supporting them. It's great and all. I Don't get me wrong. But I just feel like... Uh, it's weird. They're putting on a show and we're just looking at the show and, and watching the show. That's right, Mario. You get to, you get to be uh, yeah, exactly right. It's political theater. But I will say this. We have a tough we have, we have a tough crowd here. Check out Mentalik. He says, Hester didn't call for the IG investigation. Didn't whistleblow. Didn't go on a media tour. Not impressed. Listen, at the end of the day, he, he, our, our, our chat room is tough here. But, you know. Honey, I want to give a shout out to one of the people who is always in our chat room because Yabro XRP sent us this tweet this morning. And I think it's really useful to show our listeners. So the current list of amicus briefs filed in the SEC versus Ripple lawsuit they have all been in support of Ripple and XRP, and that's what this list is showing us here. We've got Coinbase, John D. in the Blockchain Association, TapJets, iRemit, the Chamber of Digital Commerce, and several other global institutions coming out, not only criticizing the SEC, but supporting Ripple. Johnny, I'm kicking it right back to you. They have to. 
there's no choice here, right? Because the enemy of my the enemy of my enemy is my friend, <laughs> and that's what's happening right here. Because if they don't go and support Ripple, and Ripple loses this case, guess what? They're next. That's <laughs> the bottom line. And then that and it's just really like, okay, we're just gonna pick another one because we were successful. There. We're just gonna boom, 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 and start nailing them all, start suing them all, and they're all in trouble. So it makes total. It's no surprise here that everybody is rallying behind Ripple. My only question is. Why did it take two damn years? Why is it two years now? Why did it take two years for everybody to realize this? So that to me is a little bit disturbing. It's like, it's kind of funny. They all know now that this thing is near the end. Now Ripple's got the emails, right? Now that it looks like Ripple's going to win, now they all come, come hop on board. Where were these guys a year ago? So, you know, that's kind of the one part I'm aggravated about. But at the end of the day, they have to do it. And let's just get this thing over with. I can't wait to move past this whole lawsuit, Abs. But Johnny, and for anybody who didn't see our episode yesterday, we showed you exactly who composed, who is in the blockchain association. And these are the largest companies in the cryptocurrency sector. We've got AVAX, we've got Circle, we've got Coinbase, we've got Ripple, Crypto.com. The list goes on and on. Every single large, we've got Gala Games in here. It, the, I can't emphasize this enough. The reason that the blockchain association is getting involved is because if Ripple loses to the SEC, Every single one of these companies will be open for a lawsuit by the SEC. So they're trying to get ahead of this thing. Mario, I'd love to get some quick comments from you and Selman. Then we're going to dive into some more important news. Yeah, I mean, we've been saying this since the start. You know, since the inception of Good Morning Crypto, when we started, you know, giving our voices here, we've been saying that this was not Ripple versus the SEC. This is the crypto space versus the SEC. And I'm just... I'm just astonished to only see this starting to happen now, to starting to see the other companies and the other associations and, and blockchains to finally realize, hey, look, we probably should uh, give Ripple some support and, and, and otherwise things could look really bad for us in the future once Ripple, if Ripple was to lose this thing with the SEC, which obviously, hey, look, the way I'm looking at it, it's, it's getting to a point where the SEC is also going to file an amicus brief in support of Ripple because things are looking so bad to their side. And I think there's like a joking article going around about that. But I wouldn't be surprised if the SEC also decides to go against the SEC. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mario. And before we get comments from Selman, check out this line from the Blockchain Association about the SEC. They said the SEC's extremely broad interpretation of securities law would have a devastating effect on the crypto market. And it's very interesting because they're actually alleging that XRP doesn't currently exist as a security. They're suing them for something that happened almost a decade ago. Before we dive into the most important news for today, Selman, give us some closing remarks. Please, guys, don't forget that Coinbase was the first big exchange that delisted XRP, right? And now after the email, Hinman emails, now they're out there saying, yeah, we're going to support Ripple. Right? Johnny, I can't agree more with you on this. Like literally... Where have you been the last two years? And I mean, let's say one and a half years, I would still be okay. But after the Hinman emails, right? Pretty much looks like it's a shady thing going on. Yes, probably, you know, we, we don't know what happened back doors, who is positioning right now, who or had has positioned during this lawsuit case and what's going to happen next. It's all speculation. But seeing that now Ripple is, you know, uh, getting support means uh, Ripple is definitely going to... I'm really curious, Johnny, um, maybe you can answer this later. Um, like, if Ripple is really going to go to court or will they settle soon? That's the big question oh, that everybody's I, asking, right? I got my take on that one. Some. Well, first of all, you're right. First, Corby sticks the knife in the back, twists it on Ripple, pulls that son bitch out, twists it again, and then, oh, hey, we're gonna file this thing for you after you're bleeding and on the floor bleeding to death. You know what? What a what a bunch of rat snake weasels they are. But getting back to your question, I've actually said this multiple times. I'm sure, I'm sure our audience in our chat room can tell you what I'm gonna say. I honestly believe here you're gonna see a settlement, and you're gonna see a settlement that comes out and says two things. It's gonna say one, <clears throat> when Ripple at, uh, introduced this thing in 2013. They acted in the sense that it was a security and they're going to pay and they're going to get slapped on the wrist and a fine for that. And then I think they're going to come out and say, but the way it's being used today, there's clear evidence that it's no longer a security and it is more a currency. And and I think that's and that's going to be the win win for both sides. Uh, Selman. There is no way this thing is going to court because we've been saying this all along. And for folks who are out there who are attorneys, you know that the minute if SEC were to lose this case. That would that would set what's called precedent, which means if they lose, Selman, they basically lose the power to go after 
any of these other companies in the future. And we all know that's what they're in business for. That's what they do. So they're not going to want to give up that power. They can't risk it. It's too risky if they lose. Why would they do that? Why would they put their whole entire livelihood at risk for one lawsuit case? Just ask yourself that question. doesn't make sense. And it's because they want jurisdiction over this entire industry. If they're able to get $1.3 billion from Ripple, how much of that do you think is going in Gary Gensler's pocket? But we got 256 <laughs> live listeners joining us. That's not even a joke. That's a serious remark. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Johnny, I love this comment we got from Mentelect. As we are covering, Coinbase has filed in support of Ripple against the SEC. Mentelect commented that Coinbase is an example of joining the inevitable at the finish line. And I don't think that could be more accurate. So let's dive into some of the details as to why Coinbase decided to get involved in this lawsuit in the first place. Crypto exchange Coinbase has petitioned a federal court for permission to file a brief in the ongoing lawsuit between Ripple and the SEC. The exchange highlighted that whether the SEC provided fair notice prior to bringing its enforcement action, taking a dig at the industry regulator as not providing clear guidance to the business in progress. Given the absence of the SEC's rulemaking for the cryptocurrency industry, it's extremely inconsistent the fact that they're picking individual projects and attacking this sector the way they are. I'd love to get some comments from Selman. Selman, you launched your project on the XRPL. All of this positive news is coming out. At the same time, we've got David Schwartz, Brad Garlinghouse, and Stuart Alderati, the lead ripper for loyal, the re lead lawyer for Ripple, I mean, talking about how they're more bullish than ever, and we could be only three months away from the end of this lawsuit. What do you think about Coinbase deciding to get involved? Yeah, so seeing all of that happening at the same time, I don't know it's a coincidence, right? We've been waiting for XLS for a whole year now. It should have been out in September, but you know, we found a bug, etc. But like all of that coming together right now, it's it's very suspicious. Meaning Coinbase knows something that we don't know and um we truly believe now it's, you know, the evidence is clear. We Ripple is going to win this case, right? It obviously it's like getting we're getting super great support but that guys now it's the time like you want to buy the rumors and sell the news right with this whole settlement hopefully you're going to see how xrp will pump again it will be listed these big exchange listings will drive the price up it's part of crypto you always want to buy the rumors sell the news and with that, of course, great, like big institutions are probably going to move to XRP Ledger as Ethereum is not the best blockchain to build an NFT on. We've seen that as well. The mo uh, and, and so sooner or later, you're going to see how the wave is going to come to NFTs on XRPL. And this might be interesting for you. Of course, no financial advice if you want to invest in NFTs, right? But um, the most important thing you should take from this, if you want to build your business, Ripple has announced it multiple times in, in, in the UK, these great advertisements. Crypto means business, right? Yep. And so crypto with all of that, now that they're doing so much promotion in a cold bear market, it pretty much tells you, okay, Ripple knows something and is, is getting ready for 2023. Because historically we've seen back in 2008, the best time to build something is a recession. It's not just to invest it's all also doing more promotion doing more marketing because in a recession you really build that community you have that foundation and when the wave comes you are ready for it and so xls20 was a perfect i would say everything's just perfect for ripple right now if you want to build something on the xrp ledger we're going to do workshops on how to um create your nfts and mint them on xrp ledger so soon join you know um the discords collect the labs and 3t warrior academy for, uh, so to not miss out but get ready guys buckle up it's going to be wild for xrp ledger mario and i love this comment here Yabro yeah, xrp commented can't wait for the first person to interview brian armstrong and asked so when are you going to relist xrp this is so funny because they're filing in support of ripple claiming that xrp is obviously not a security outlining many of the use cases yet they delisted it off their exchange because they consider it a security. So it's a pretty interesting thing we got going on here. We got 273 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. The largest players on the planet are joining the XRP Army. It's a very exciting time to be involved. Mario, what's this mean to you? Yeah, I mean, I can't, I, I don't have too much to add. Everybody's already pretty much said uh, what's what's on my mind. But the only thing, like Uphold has been the true supporter for, for XRP. Like since day one, they never took out XRP. They never delisted it. They never paused trading. So in my opinion, they, they are the true supporters of the XRP community for, as far as being able to buy and sell the token. 
Coinbase, we know what they did. We know what they're trying to do. If they really want to show support and they, you know, regret what they did, then they should relist it. So along with all the other exchanges, but uh, we'll see what happens. It's certainly getting interesting. We're certainly getting entertained. Johnny, and we're about to show our listeners a historic update for XRP, and you're not going to see this on any other channel. 276 people, smash that like button because we're about to show you how the United States Government of Accountability listed XRP as a virtual currency in 2014 before the SEC was claiming that XRP was a security. So the SEC has gone rogue, and this, what we're about to show you, highlights exactly what they're doing incorrectly, as XRP was clearly used to facilitate the conversion from one currency to another. This in and of itself, this single detail right there, outlines the fact that XRP cannot be considered a security by the typical Howey test, which was created in 1933. Johnny, I'd love to give you the floor here. So many different agencies are coming out and calling XRP a virtual currency, outlining multiple use cases, speaking out against the SEC. This is another example. I'd love to get some quick remarks. Then we got some great articles we'll dive into. Yeah, there's no question when you look at the use cases of how it's being used today that that's the case. The funny thing is they're all coming out now. Where were they two years ago when Ripple needed them when this thing got started? There was everybody was running like rats off a sinking ship, you know. And Mario's right; there were a few that stuck stuck by, and it wasn't just Uphold. BitTrue and Coin Coolcoin have also been loyal XRP supporters. You've been able to buy XRP the whole entire time on all three of those exchanges. In fact, I've been buying on BitTrue uh, and Coolcoin. But so the point is, those three have been out there, and you know somebody said in the comments, loyalty should be rewarded. Well, guys, now you know that. If you want to, uh, if you want to reward those guys, now you know the three exchanges that kind of stood by Rip our XRP side the whole time. Salman, I love this example here. It says one of the most prominent examples of XRP, which is used with a decentralized payment system called Ripple. Ripple allows users to make peer-to-peer transfers in any currency. A key function of XRP is to facilitate the conversion from one currency to another. For example, if a direct conversion between a Mexican peso and a Thai dollar is not available, the pesos can be exchanged for XRP, and then the XRP can be exchanged for Thai dollars. This in and of itself outlines one of the reasons that Ripple is clearly not a, sorry, XRP is clearly not a security. Love to hear get some of your thoughts. Then we're going to get into some articles talking about NFTs and Kevin O'Leary preparing for 2023. So not only that, I mean, we, we covered that so many times, but it's actually finally time this month we... Um, we're determined we want to do a video where we really explain why XRPL is decentralized, why it's one of the best decentralized networks out there, because people still believe it's like highly centralized, right? We need to, I mean, there are many videos out there, but we should definitely clarify that again. We're in uh, almost in 2023 and people still talk about that. And, you know, if it's highly decentralized, right? That's also one of the things where I'm saying, you know, it can't be as like security. They, um, the way, you know, it, it is used, Ripple is not even like, doesn't own the most validators, right? It's just a fraction of the whole validating, um, you know, list of nodes. So it's it's just like all these all these different factors, when you put them together, you can, the, the if you ch- check out the big picture, it basically shows you it, it shouldn't be a security. It doesn't make any sense. And we need to, we're determined to make a video about that and actually show people why XRPL is one of the best decentralized platforms out there. Mario, and I love this quote here. It talks about how the total coin market cap for XRP was $878 million back in 2014. Today, we're sitting at about $20 billion. Imagine where we're going to be five to eight years from now on the XRPL. But I'd love to get some of your comments here. Check out this document. I mean, it's seriously, it doesn't get more legitimate than this. This is a report from the Committee on Homeland Security and Government Affairs calling XRP a virtual currency. Mario, any closing remarks on this article? Yeah, there's definitely uh, there's definitely a confusion, and, and, and we've seen this. There's a big divide between even, even just US, the U.S. government. You know, some some departments believe that XRP is, is a currency. We've seen documents. We've seen, like, even speeches, um, you know, using XRP as an example of a digital currency. And then we have what's happening with the SEC where they're trying to deem it as a, as a security. So nothing new under the sun. It's just it's just a matter of time until this all gets cleared up. Uh, Selman, the last thing I'd like to bring up is we've talked about the mass marketing campaign going on with Ripple. It's not only taking place in Singapore. It's not only taking place in London. They are marketing themselves in New York City as well as in the Wall Street Journal. We're showing our listeners who are watching on YouTube a video of the ad now. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. Why do you think the SEC is willing to start marketing in the United States? Previously, I said I believe that they're going to start utilizing this product within our borders. 
Um, can you repeat that question once again? It, did you yeah, say in so, the U.S.? Yes. So I said that Ripple started mass marketing, not only in London, not only in Singapore, but also in the U.S. And I think they've started the marketing campaign in the U.S. because they know they're going to be rolling out their RippleNet product within our borders very soon. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on why you think Ripple has started their mass marketing campaign despite the lawsuit that's still ongoing. Thank you so much for that question. That's actually a very, very good question because um, a lot of people the for the last two years, especially when this lawsuit case just started, everybody was like, okay, Ripple is going to die. It's it's done. But the same thing happened to Amazon. Things, the same thing happened to Tesla. These are the be best examples. But guess where they are right now, right? So that's one thing. Second thing is we know in a cold, super cold bear market in June when everything dropped, we heard it everywhere. Ripple is hiring, right? They got money. They have the infrastructure. They have everything, right? In Canada, they have been hiring a lot. So um, these are great factors, meaning the the company has money. And we didn't hear about like like these news updates. Ripple is going for another fundraising, like a, another round of fundraising. No, they literally use their own money, et cetera. Maybe they had some fundraising, but it's not like they don't have to advertise that. So they, they have a solid... Um, I would say cash flow, et cetera, and they're having great partnerships. And then when we're coming closer to the end, Brett Garlinghouse stating that, you know, it might happen that we see a final result in Q1 uh, 2023. You know, you want to go heavier now, especially in the U.S. And they didn't even care that it's a lawsuit. Yes, uh, you have problems with the law might be, but the business is still going on. Right. You still work and you, you see Ripple is just working, has a technology, still working, has a, a great team. And so this is why I believe um, doing it right now at a time where recession is maybe, you know, we might be over, the, the cold winter is over, maybe not. This is the best time to go heavy on marketing. And once, once the lawsuit, you know, ends, maybe in January, maybe in February, you want institutions to immediately come to you and adapt the technology. And so you need to start doing marketing at some point so they uh, so that they know that you exist. And there are still many institutions that don't uh, never heard of Ripple. But even they know regulation will come for crypto in 2023, 2024. And many people will adapt. Twitter is adapting yeah. cryptocurrencies, right? And that yeah. is going to come to your everyday life. And Ripple wants uh, people to basically use their technology. And it's, it's a perfect timing. If I could just add something else to, on top of what Selman just said, um, like when you become a company this large, there's 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 a cost of of doing business, and that cost of doing business usually comes in this kind of form. It comes in the, in in some kind of lawsuit, a slap on the wrist, and that's just your cost of doing business. You start to get big enough to the point where they're going to come after you. They're going to try to regulate whatever you're doing, and so you just have to pay the fine and 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 move on, just like Amazon and other companies have done in the past. Johnny Crypto, what I love about this is one of the ways you've been able to identify successful projects in the bear market is two things. One, who is doing mergers and acquisitions? And two, who's hiring employees and getting additional use cases for their currency? Ripple is, is checking every single one of those boxes, and it's only getting better, especially when the SEC lawsuit is over. I don't really see much roadblocks within the United States for them to roll out this technology. I'd love to get some of your thoughts, and then we're going to dive into some news about Hedera Hashgraph having connections to over $500 billion. You forgot the third one. It's also who's filing patents, right? So this is the this is really the activity that you're looking at here, and you're looking to see what companies are doing. All the work is done, guys. All the work is done in the bear market. That's when everything gets done. Or it's quiet, it's silent, and everything starts to happen. Everybody's wondering what's going on, and people are impatient. People are lazy, and people are impatient. Okay, and so what happens is they get tired. They don't want to hang on. Their investment doesn't move and they get and then they sell it in the bear market for a loss. Right. And then three years later, like, damn, I should have held. And that's that's exactly what's going to happen here for those folks. But not to our warrior maniacs, because we got warriors out there and they know what they hold. See, our warriors know what they're holding. Kudos to every single one of you guys in the chat room over here. I know you all know what you're holding. You ain't going anywhere. But there's going to be a lot of people abs who got into this space who didn't understand it, didn't know what they were investing in. Heard they can make a quick a dime in the in the stock in the not the stock market the crypto market because everybody that's what it's known as you know the quick money scheme thing so they thought they could get rich quick they came in they lost their money because they bought at the top and they're sitting at the bottom and they have no clue what's about to come and they're gonna sell 
That's spot on, Johnny. We got 273 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. You thought we were done with the XRP content. You would be wrong, my friends, because we got another update for you here. As they have committed an XRPL solution to central bank digital currencies, and we're showing you the person who won that competition. So they worked on central central bank digital currencies for retail applications, a public-facing merchant portal, a CBDC portal for central banks, and of course, an exchange portal. So all of these features could be coming to the XRPL. Selman, we're going to dive into some news from Hedera. But first, what do you think about the CBDC solutions being presented for XRP? Hey, this is very cool. Soon, uh, we're going to have developers, by the way, here on the show as well. It's a matter of time. Um, and But I can tell you this, like Hedera Hashgraph and XRP, pretty much Ripple, right? Um, they're very active uh, pro CBDC and uh, laying the foundation basically and seeing that kind of uh, development right now um, taking place. It's, it's just a bullish thing. So um, CBDCs are coming and um, unfortunately many people are negative. Yes, I've been negative too, but kind of now believe that, you know, it is what it is. It's coming, but it's going to make um, lives a little easier, but also tracking easier for the government. So it's like a big trade-off. But seeing that Ripple is working on that is also a great sign uh, when it comes to our investment, right? When we believe in XRP, that is definitely going to bring mass adoption and um, for Ripple XRP as well. So yeah, any kind of uh, development in that space is um, bullish scenario and you should, you know, maybe pay attention to that. That's awesome. And we got a live listener saying it's their first day of being in the 3T Warrior Academy. Welcome and congratulations, my friend. We're there every single day. And anybody else who's looking to learn more about the cryptocurrency market, the best place to do it is with our team at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. Go sign up down below. It's a very, very unique group. You're not going to find a group of warriors like that anywhere else. But Johnny Crypto, we briefly covered this news yesterday, but I'd love to get some final definitive thoughts from you. India's central bank is rolling out their wholesale CBDC pilot And that starts today, my friend. So before we get into the Hedera news, what do you think about India adopting a central bank digital currency? Well, India, I don't know if anybody realizes this. Well, first of all, Crypto Biker, welcome to the 3T family. We love you. Appreciate you. Glad you joined up and made the first step towards finding your tribe. You'll be very, 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 very happy. You're going to get a lot more out of it than you came in with. But in terms of this news, I mean, I don't know if anybody realizes this, but India, at least in some of the data and in the reports I've seen, is the number one, they're the largest crypto market in the world. The U.S. has, I think it was uh, maybe 20 or 30 million people. India had 100 million people invested in crypto. So no surprise there that they're more welcoming to it. But the reality is we know that the CBDC program is going to just going to be like dominoes falling. You're going to see one country after the other, boom, 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 boom. They're all going to start doing it. We're going to be putting up, you know, one day you're going to be saying like, hey, this is the 37th country that's done CBDCs. We're going to get there. At some point in time, apps because they're all just getting us ready for what's coming. And again, what I talk about here, like 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 what someone said, doesn't matter to talk about the good and the bad. It's pointless. You can't stop it. All I give a shit about is one thing. How do we ensure we're investing in the rails? And I know people are going to get angry that I said that. But the reality is, look, guys, if you want to go fight it, go ahead. You can. I'm not saying not to. I'm just saying I'm going to put my energy in, in where to. Johnny, let me just add to your point, and I'm going to kick it right back to you. The Federal Reserve has come out many, many times over the last two years and said, we are considering a central bank digital currency, but we haven't made any definitive decisions. Well, we've got the Bank of England talking about a CBDC. China's already implemented it. India's already implemented it. What's going to happen is the Federal Reserve is going to have no choice but to keep up with the competition around the world and launch an American central bank digital currency in 2023. We got 283 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. This is such an interesting time to be getting involved in the cryptocurrency market. And we're going to show you another detail right now. As the HBAR Foundation has just drawn a connection to $512 billion asset manager Apollo, now offering Bitcoin and crypto custody services for institutions. So people are asking, what does this $583 billion have to do with Hedera? Well, we drew that connection. We go to their website and check out their governing council. Some of the largest names on the planet exist on this list, Johnny. We got Google, IBM, Boeing, DBS. I mean, the list goes on and on. And there's 27 people currently on this. It's going to get up to 39. This is pretty exciting. But what do you think about the $500 billion connection to Hedera Hashgraph here, Johnny? We'll start with you. I think it's the same. I think the big boys are doing what we've been talking about. They all don't know either right now who's going to win this race. They're all in that. If you go look at them, they're all investing right now in a bunch of these different companies and technologies apps. Do you think the smart money is stupid? Hell no. 
they don't know what's going to win, but they're going to have pieces and bits of, or they're, the reality is a lot of that smart money, to be honest with you, the way it works is the more that money they put into these things, the more they can push and create some of those things into fruition. You know, when we had Yusko on the show, I remember when we asked him where he's putting his money, you know what he said? 80% of his money goes into the actual companies themselves and then 20% into here. So they're spreading out the money and they're investing in the infrastructure, they're investing in the companies. And then again, the other 20% goes into where they think which horses they want to own in this race. And that's what you're seeing here, in my opinion, is you're just seeing these big boys saying, hey, we got to get in this. We're going to put some money here. We'll put some money there. We'll put some money there. They put them all over the place and they see what wins. Selma, the tokenization of everything is already underway. And we've heard people like Mark Cuban and Kevin O'Leary say that crypto is going to become the 12th sector of the economy. I think the tokenization of everything is going to be key. And this is a move in that direction. What do you think about the Hedera news here and the fact that they have connection to over $500 billion in assets? So there are communities out there stating that, you know, or saying that um, Hedera is the institution's coin, blah, 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 right? But like, guys, you, you know, you want to follow smart money. Smart money goes into these projects. So just saying that, oh, I don't want to get in this because so many institutions are there and these are the ones that we, you know, are pro-centralization, etc. Like, you know, cut that. You know what I mean? So it's just m smart money goes into them. And Hedera Hashcraft is one of the coins, one of the only coins that have like didn't see a massive rally which is nice. It tells me that, you know, it has, it's a solid asset, right? It, it doesn't see that pump and dump. It's not just driven by emotions as most cryptocurrencies. And another thing that people don't really pay attention to is, I mean, we covered all institutions, yes, but Hedera is also one of the few projects that has a very great marketing and a very great branding, right? So I really like the way, the fact that this is, like they're paying attention to so many things. When I see Hedera, I'm like, and Ripple, I'm like, dude, this is Apple. It, it looks like Apple, the, the way they, they um, do marketing. And so this is why I want to pay more attention to this. And I, I'm invested in Hedera Hashcraft. Of course, no financial advice, but like check it out for yourself. If that resonates with you, why not? If, if you really believe the way I feel about this, that it's a fundamentally strong project with great tokenomics, then yeah, it, it's definitely worth it. And $508 billion, you know, worth of, you know, people or, or institutions actually um, focusing on this project, you want to pay attention to this. It's not just a random institution coin, right? Smart money is flowing into them. And I'd love to cover this last topic for today, Mario, as we have crypto exchange volume hitting a 23-month low. And I'd like to remind our listeners, 23 months ago was right before we experienced that rocket into the bull run. So crypto exchange volume has hit its lowest level since December of 2020. Global volumes ticked down below $543 billion in October, and European volume registered just, just $17 billion in total volume. Cryptocurrency exchange volume was down to $543 billion, down almost $200 billion since September. December 2020 was the last time that these numbers came in so low, and those numbers were about $385 billion. Johnny Crypto, we only got a couple of minutes left here, but I do want to scroll down to the regional analysis. The North American volumes fell by just over $78 billion this month. Coinbase accounted for the majority of volume in this region, with about 60% of volume being $50 billion flowing through exchanges. Regardless of the bear market, we're seeing the volume drop. Johnny, this is our last sex, our last comment for today. What do you think about the volume on exchanges taking a massive hit during this bear market? Yeah, it was funny. Um, you know, I saw that this morning, Abs, and to me, that's really kind of an indicator. I think almost, I, I think it's one of the th key things you would want to use as an indicator to say, "Hey, are we near the bottom?" Right? And so, to me, we'll see how much lower it can go, but it certainly is a sign to me. But as I've been saying all along, I'm waiting until after the election because <laughs> I know how things work. So I want to see after the election if things get worse. If it doesn't and it looks like, you know, we're going to sit here, then, yeah, we may need we may we may very well be near the bottom. But I'm still holding out. I still got that money on the side. I'm waiting to see what happens. Johnny, I just realized this. Uh, the title of our video was JP Morgan and Coinbase having their secret meetings. I got to give a brief rundown for our listeners. Sorry about, sorry to cut you off. So Jamie yeah. Dimon hosted meetings with Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong as early as 2018. During this time, JP Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon was an agnostic when it came to Bitcoin, meaning he was super critical. Jamie Dimon, CEO, hosted secret meetings with Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong in 2018, and they were focused on providing the banking sector with cryptocurrency solutions. 
The revelation is especially remarkable given the distinct anti-Bitcoin stance publicly displayed by Jamie Dimon. He had pissed on Bitcoin for years and was one of the cryptocurrency's biggest boogeymen. Ironically, now he's coming out and he's supporting the industry, figuring out ways he can put money in his own pocket. Johnny Crypto, we got about 60 seconds here, but I just broke it down. Jamie Dimon meeting with Coinbase while he was criticizing cryptocurrency and firing employees for purchasing Bitcoin very quickly. What the hell does this mean to you, my friend? You should learn. Learn how the big boys operate. Coaches all the time, know the game so you can't get played. If they're telling you one thing, they're probably doing another thing. I mean, that's all I got to say. That. I mean, I'll toss it up to somebody else if they want to comment. And no surprise there at all that, you know, you're going to get, yeah, they're going to do one. I mean, he said, I'm going to come out. I'm going to fire anybody. Anybody who uses cryptocurrency, 2017. Meanwhile, they're filing patents on cryptocurrency. I mean, are yep. you surprised, Abs? Are you it surprised? really is insane, Johnny. And I think one of the reasons is that Coinbase is planning to IPO starting this year. And this was very interesting because Coinbase wanted to IPO, but they wanted to do a half tokenized launch. So half on the New York Stock Exchange, half would be done through a public blockchain, which is very, very interesting. We got 265 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. This was another amazing episode, and I hope we provided a bunch of value for you. We're going to close this thing out the same way we always do by saying thank you to Johnny Crypto. Thank you to Selman G. And thank you to the Node Defender himself. We got 262 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button on the way out of here. And like we always say, Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us. Oh, they forgot the remix. We raise.